Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a born dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the awakened dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers the Leaders podcast, the podcast for the dreamers, more importantly, the doers. I'm your host, Melody. Together, we will explore how business leaders think, act, and speak big as they transition life from being dreamers to leaders. COVID-19 pandemic has affected our children's social and mental development. In today's episode, we have a children's book author who wishes to provide positive impact to our children. She is a speaker, a songwriter. She is a children's music producer. She's an award-winning author with 17 books. And despite her humble beginnings, she graduated magna cum laude with a degree in social psychology. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Lisa Caprelli. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'd like to welcome my friends, Unicorn Jazz and oh, Trizigi. Hello there. I remember you from this book that I read uh, to my nieces and to my little boy, or they read to me. They're all great. Readers. Yeah, let's hold it up together. The illustration is very colorful and engaging. So I commend you uh, on Thank that. you. My illustrators, Davey Villalobos, always have to give him a shout out. Thank you. You know, uh, growing up, we used to have a kindergarten uh, back in uh, Manila. So we had all those children's books collection. And my favorite, and until now, I really I really like the Dr. Seuss uh, collection, right? right? All right. So uh, what's your favorite? Is there any favorite uh, children's book author? Uh, you know, I mean, I go back to my first grade teacher, Miss Johnson, gave me um, Sid Hoff's Danny and the Dinosaur, my last day of first grade. And and it opened me up to all of Sid Hoff's books, the art, the illustrations. And again, you and I are older than Google and YouTube. We didn't have electronic form. We didn't have YouTube and that kind of thing. So it was going to the library and um, really immersing ourselves in books and reading them cover to cover over and over again. And it, who knew that some of those books would lead my way to where I'm at today as a, as a full-time children's author and brand creator. And I know we can talk more about the behind the scenes, what got me here. Uh, Cause I didn't always do this. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, the highlights of your early career leading to where you are today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My background was about over 27 years in branding and marketing different businesses. I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years now when I moved from Texas to um, California. I started out having a mortgage and real estate business. It was my marketing background that made it really successful. And my marketing background came from my writing. I grew up really shy, like my character, Unicorn Jazz, in my first book. So I wanted to put some of my personality into the characters, draw from my family, like my older son, I'm sorry, my my teenage son, his name is Trey. So he's Trey Ziggy. Unicorn Jazz comes from my niece, who's Jasmine. Um, she was adopted by my sister, but always like, like family. Unicorn Jazz has a music note for a tale. That's why it's jazz. So there was a lot of different things that went into it. 
But still, my background was business and building different businesses, making their dreams come true with visions, with strategy. And then in 2018, published my book, Skip a Step, Imparting Wisdom for Young Entrepreneur Minds, where I went on a journey about three years um, asking different CEOs and leaders that what made for meaning and happiness in, in life. And the book is 13 chapters different of different entrepreneur leaders and their story that wasn't about how did they make money. It was about what would they tell their younger self? That's why it's called skip a step. What would you do to skip steps? And I, of course, I learned a lot. And it was from skip a step that I just said, I'm going to now do my own thing, my own purpose and my own passion. And that's, I put everything else um, aside. And then I started my own unicorn jazz. Nice. Nice. So basically that book is about those leaders, those entrepreneurs and their thoughts on what to tell their future self or the, the future. Yeah. Like I asked some questions on skip a step. What would you tell your 21 year old self, your seven year old self one day when you pass on this earth, what would you like people to know? What, what is the meaning of life? And I heard common things like why it's to create, why it's to have passion, to have vision, have good people on your team, do what you love and it won't be like work. And and because I already had written different published books, business books, again, I've, I've spent my life by then writing and writing. I often say to children, my only voice as a child was on paper because remember, I was the shy one. And so... After skip a step, I, I, it wasn't taking a chance. I knew I could create a brand and kind of like, you know, there's Hello Kitty, there's Mickey Mouse, there's Unicorn Jazz. I knew to get her copyrighted, trademarked, all that stuff so that I could create, you know, plushes, toys, puppets. I now have a kid's show on Amazon called The Thing I Do that really just came on from the, since the pandemic, I have over 10 songs, all of this. A lot of things I taught myself, or I teamed up with people who were experts in their field. Mm-hmm. So, so that journey from uh, from doing PR, branding, to now mostly doing um, uh, storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. And going to uh, different schools and whatnot. What would you consider to be your biggest hurdle? And how did you overcome that, Lisa? Well, my biggest hurdle is just not having a big team to keep up with the pace of my ideas and visions in my head. (laughs) So I I have to wait for things. But I will say one of my secrets to that is I always had different projects going on and I outsource different people. Go Obviously, I, I enjoy using the same good people because there's an investment of time from a business perspective for people that know your work and brand. So for me, it's just, I want my book series to be in, turned into an animated series one day, you know, working on that. And and I was in August of this year, I attended the virtual global licensing to get my characters licensed and it's in progress. We have a lot of good things going on for, with them. With them. Okay. So actually uh, listening to you, I remember going through this, um, the synergy, the team synergy assessment, where it sounds like you're the visionary. You're the one with all the creative ideas. And what's really super important is surrounding yourselves with the fact finder, the, the, the different types of, of personalities that they were able to kind of synthesize. And basically, if you have like a team, you want to be able to find out, you know, are they really the match or the fit? Oh, if, yeah. Uh, you know, for you. So like, for example, your strength is, is that the creative uh, thought, right? And you just 
are always on the go. You want someone that would just kind of slow it down a little bit for you and break down all the details that you also need, right? In order to have your project be in full force. So that is very, very exciting. I truly like and enjoy uh, the characters that you brought to life. So good work there, uh, Lisa. Thank you. It's It's been so much fun. I feel like I'm seven every day with wisdom. And again, I, I just love doing this. I, I, I can write stories pretty fast. Like I said, it's just balancing. And the best days of my life before this podcast, I was on a, a virtual Zoom author visit in another state. And just to see the smiles on their faces, because I present part of my show in video format. There was music song. It's kind of, I describe it like, imagine a little bit of Sesame Street playing, but it's my show that's homegrown, made the thing I do, where kid actors from all over the country help to merge together the video content. And so I can share with them about behind this, the scenes, how I use green screens to get the puppets and this Tracy, you know, he has a game show with people and on the show and, and the kids, the educators just light up because they see the kids participation and questions. I I'll read to them pages from being happy with unicorn jazz, a simple, colorful ways of what makes happiness and essentially they're free. And then at the end, they start saying, it makes me happy to, to do art, to play with my friends. And I always say that those are all right things. Keep doing that. I agree. I agree. You mentioned Hello Kitty. So growing up, that was kind of one of those things that I, as a little girl, would want to make sure that I have Hello Kitty uh, lunchbox, Hello Kitty pencil box. And and I don't know if you're aware of the rest of the Hello Kitty friends. There's little twin stars. There's my melody. There's <laughs> uh, so So basically, like with your book, Skip a Step. With all those characters, you know, it's easy to go back and, and have those um, fun memories, you know, uh, of growing up and something that you could always uh, share uh, to your kids as well. And it's so lasting. You know what I mean? It's yes. Like those, those yeah, the messages, you- messages yeah. on kindness don't expire, messages on happiness don't expire, messages about belonging, teaching you know, people that we all matter, we're all unique, like like unicorns are, you know, I have ocean animal books that just came out this summer. Again, um, all my books have songs to them, free education, curriculum activity pages. For me, it's to get the kids to continue to dive into the learning. The teachers love it because it's, it's really, we created year-round learning and I'm always working on the next book. My next book is called Help and Give Back. It, it will be out um before Christmas time. And that's probably going to be one of my favorite books because as the title describes help and give back, it's ways that all of us can help and give back. The opposite of selfish is to help others, whether it's collecting books to give to kids, which is one of the things that Unicorn Jazz and and I lead with some amazing people, whether it's recycling, whether it's opening the door for someone, you know, help and give back is about helping other people. So selfish versus selfless. So you want to be able to to really plant that seed of uh, paying forward, giving back, and being selfless. You know, um, so so that's great. I could really sense the creativity, the passion, and um, imagination that goes on uh, in your head. So sometimes it's also hard to like. Oh yeah, you can tell. I mean, I jump out of bed. I wake up in the middle of the night with ideas. Write them down. I I. I do get sleep contrary to what people think because I could be up 
you know, five o'clock my time on the East Coast, it's eight o'clock their time. And and my creativity comes to me in the early hours. And typically I'm spent by the by the early afternoon and I take time for balance. We have to. And again, I've learned that through the years. Yes. So part of your journey, you talked about starting over. Can you expound on that and the value uh, of starting over in, in your life? Yeah, well, I think many of us can attribute the older we get to starting over and what that means to us. I would say, you know, I just, I recently became a Forbes writer, a Forbes contributor, very proud of that because that means like, yes, it's edifying, you know, my writing as a skill set, which I'm very appreciative for. So in, I wrote an article that's on Forbes about work-life balance and five hats, five areas of life that through my research and working with CEOs and, and all kinds of leaders on whether they were happy or not, oftentimes they were not, even though they would have incredible wealth, incredible, you know, perceived success. And I studied that five areas of life that's in my article, which are family, friendship, career, connection, and adventure. And they're all different. Your five hats would be different than mine, if based on different times in your life, you know, you're going to have what I called more time put in, into those hats. And I think most entrepreneurs like me at one point was probably too much of a workaholic. So that means my work hat, my career hat was, was high. And then, you know, other areas of your life are going to suffer. So in, in learning that, I learned to balance, like to turn off work, sometimes turn off your phone, leave it behind, go have fun, go to go get the adventure in life. We, we don't know how long we're going to live. We all know that. And for me, you know, family, like I make it a point to balance time with my family and vice versa, because we always are going to experience loss in life. It's inevitable. And for me, because I thrive on being happy as many, as much as possible, I've learned that if you learn to fill all these hats that when there's a loss or something changes in your life, that it's not going to be that bad and you're going to get back on your feet right away. It's how you, you integrate that uh, in your life. And it's going to be one day, it's all about maybe raising the kids, right? So majority of your time would be, would be in that, in that, um, in that task, right? And as they grow up, then now you have more time to develop maybe more characters, so on and so forth. So to your point, it's not going to be like forever. That's part of change in life. And, and some people can be afraid of change. Certainly I like certainty. I like stability. And, but yet if we all look back at our our lives, it, it is different changes. And, and I just find that I have a lot of God bless the work to do. I hope to live till, you know, many more decades so I could create more and, 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 and really leave a legacy behind of, of great things for children and their children. I didn't know that would happen. And it's a very fulfilling feeling to know that your work makes a difference in the lives of others. I just love inspiring people. I know people, teachers, adults, you know, will hear about my work and how it's changed over the, the decades. And it inspires them to maybe pick up painting or, or you know, hiking or, or playing an instrument. That's, that's what the thing I do is about is that we, you should always do what you love, uh, whether it's hobby, interest or career. If you're happy doing more of what you love, it's going to pour over into all the areas, all the hats in your life. The more you're happy, the more you're going to, it's going to give off a great energy. And, mm-hmm. and I see it happening around me. It's, it's enormous. And so yeah. I just, I want that for everyone. I want to teach that to the younger generation. Yes. And I think uh, that's the where you also touched on purpose, right? So if you're happy, 
you get that the passion. And once you figure out the passion, the purpose will also follow. So figure out your passion, purpose would then uh, be next in line, right? Absolutely. So for our uh, listeners that are business owners, your background in PR, branding and marketing, what would you say to those that you think would be like some nuggets, you know, maybe for those that are starting out or starting over, what would be like a good tip that you could share with them? Yeah, you know, the number one thing with your new business is you need to market and grow your business. It just doesn't happen. You have to either be an expert in it, spend money uh, in marketing and growing your brand. You can certainly learn about it. But if you have almost zero experience in marketing and understanding the social media platforms and understanding, and you start spending too much time in that, in marketing, and then you're not doing what your business is. And and I that's why companies would hire me because I would say to them, it's like if you're if you need a back adjustment, you're not a chiropractor. You're not going to, you know, YouTube, how to adjust my own back, how to, you know, like, and I see that's the number one mistake I saw new businesses make or established businesses because they, they don't want to, they want to cut corners. And I, all the businesses I work with, including my own, that it took marketing investment in dollars then to get a return on that investment in your business. And I saw it happen time and time again. And I, I didn't know that because I did specialize in marketing, how it would actually help my business because it's, I, I pretty much lead the marketing because, and, and in that regard, it has saved me a lot of money because I could be my own marketing director. Yes. But at the same time, I still have a publicist. I outsource things that, you know, in life, we're trading time for dollars. Yes. Yeah, so, so in essence, for, for, for startup people, it's okay to bootstrap, you know what I mean? But not to cut corners where you're compromising the integrity of, of your project. Yeah. Or, or you're just spent. You're just, you know, there comes a time. I know in the early years, you are going to work a lot. Your, 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 your career hat will probably be high and, and people would understand that around you. But at some point, you have to know how much do I then invest in my other areas of life? Because, you know, you don't want to get so much stress that you end up, you know, sick. And and you don't want to just be the person that works all the time that all of a sudden you need friends and they're like, you weren't here for for me. You know, it's a, (laughs) life is a give and take. I mean, really seriously, it's health is wealth. That's really, really number one. And it's not to sound, um, you know, like a broken record, but really without health, right? So making sure that balance of, of mind, body, uh, spirit are there, right? Not to lose sight uh, of that. Now, you are also self-taught, right? In songwriting and, and the things that you do. What would yeah. you suggest for those that kind of, you know, have the, would, the passion, but just kind of don't know where to start? I mean, there's pretty much a course today for everything. I think there's a course mm-hmm. for cooking things. There's a course for anything marketing. That's for sure there's a course on and so yeah i would suggest taking a course if you're if you're not technology savvy i've always stayed technology savvy that's why it has been i've learned how to edit during the pandemic i have an editing team as well but if they're not available i can just go do what i need to edit and but it's fun for me editing is like like painting That is so true, but we are so lucky uh Lisa to to live in this world where 
there's pretty much an app <laughs> for, for anything and everything, right? And it's so much fun. And that's where, you know, if you're creative, you're, you have that overflow of imagination. One app could really satisfy <laughs> uh, a lot of that. Um, so inspiration with, with your books, with your songwriting, how do you have those fresh insights and inspiration? How do you get that flowing? You know, a lot of time it's being still or it's, it's, I almost feel like my creative muscles are so regularly worked. Things can just come to me in that sense. It's also just, you know, developing time. I, I, you know, I used to be the person to write everything on notes and, and that's now gone to my phone notes. But because pretty much 100% of my time is dedicated to everything around my company, it's kind of fun and easy. You know, in a way, everything is just a series of steps. I don't, I, I never have stress. I have what's called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, meaning like I'm pumped up. Like the way you see me now is what people get. And it's, it's, it's passionate because I'm just so grateful because there were years that I didn't do what I love. We, many of us maybe don't do what we love. We're, we're, we're doing a job or career because it pays the bills or, or maybe we weren't told early in life to explore the things that we love to do that it could pay off as a career. If someone would have told me as a first grader, one day you could be an author and, and speak to children, I would have been scared to death or <laughs> said, how, you know, can I do that? I if you meditate, but uh, for our listeners out there, personally, I think the meditation piece is key to kind of really get clarity on things. And for some reason, making decisions, finding out where to go or where, or which project to put my time, energy, effort. It's, it's easier if, if you do that. I'm not sure if, uh, if you, if you do that too and you find any. Yeah. Uh, benefit to that. Yeah. I, I mean, I work from home. I work from home before the pandemic. I love it. Sometimes I just take naps because when I have a time or I just lay down and, 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 you know, have a calm period for whether it's 15 minutes or so, but I, I, there's always an inbox and outbox. I don't think many, many of us, you know, are ever complete. It's rare that you pick up the phone and say, how are you? We all want to say, I'm busy, but we all get the same 24 hours in a day. Right, right. And it's for me, like maximizing what you can, you know, so that, you know, like I could be done with work and like today I'm going to go out and go dancing. Like it's Friday, you know, I, instead of like, I, I could really work till 10 PM, but if you're, if you're too stressed and you're not balancing your life and, and not happy, you're not going to have that creative Juices I, I agree. I agree. So, so with regards to the things that you do, right? The thing, yeah. The thing the I thing do. <laughs> so, with you, with you as an author, as a songwriter, as a business person, as a mother, what do you want to be known for at the end of the day? Yeah, I want to be known for being a, a writer, for someone who brings storytelling and and learning in, in an innovative way. You know, through song through story, through art, through music, through my TV show now, the behind the scenes, the making of like the career, you know, like, like career day aspect, you know, because I can, I teach that and it, to inspire people to, to do what they love, because we all have a different DNA. I have a friend who has quintuplets, five kids born at the same time. 
they all do five different things. So, you, you know, you we, we were taught you and I think young as children and many people can relate to to go the play it safe route, you know, be doctor, nurse, teacher, you know, typical careers. And thanks to technology today, there's more doors open. I mean, think of Uber. Uber was is an app. I mean, who would have thought like in, in, in first grade that someone says, let's make the first app called Uber and what it's going to do. Same with Netflix, you know, into Netflix out was Blockbuster. So I just like to pe- for people to have innovative ideas that can start at an early age and it's never too late to start over. There's a quote by F. Scott Fitzgerald that says, I hope you live a life you're proud of. I hope you live a life that's true. And if it's, if, and if you're not, I hope you have the strength to start over again. And that quote is me. I've started over many times. And um, always working to be a better person, to serve others and to be an example to, to people because I now I have a voice and people are, are listening and I, I want to, it to be meaningful. Right, right. So with regards to starting over, they say if you cannot really figure out how to continue, why even bother to continue? Wash your hands off and, and call it a day with right. that. Now, once you start over, then you're faced with with fear, right? And fear, they say, is the reaction, and courage is the decision. And staying, starting over is that decision where you also would need strength, you know, to just persist with that decision to start over. Otherwise, you're going to be always going back and forth and not really kind of knowing your... Tony Robbins says it takes a second to make a decision. And to manifest your life from that, you know, and, and it could take you 10 years to make a decision X time. Um, because I started studying work from people like Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer early on in my, in my life. Thankfully, there's other people teaching great things, many people. And, and so I often encourage people to continue self development courses beyond what they're learning in school. And, and even when you're out of school, like be a lifelong learner. I'm constantly enjoying learning. There, I mean, we, we're going to learn till the day we die. We have that capability of doing it and, and to taking, you know, shortcuts. And there's all kinds of ways we can all skip steps so that we can achieve more and be more in this one lifetime. So I don't really have fear of, I, there was no fear when I started Unicorn Jazz. There was no fear for me in the pandemic. It was more like, what do I do to, to adjust and take advantage of the silver lining? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could relate to, to what you're saying. Uh, same same thing with me. That's why I don't know if I live in a bubble <laughs> because I can't I cannot relate or it's not resonating to me what the media or the world is saying about this fear mongering and yes and, and this and that. It's like uh no. <laughs> I yeah. Was well, my takes, it, yeah, well that I mean that's you're a leader of happiness is what I said. And that's what I said to many people I met in the pandemic at the beginning. Like let's be a leader of happiness. And I hardly ever watch the news. I, I you know let someone else watch it and interpret for me. You know, it kind of stayed the same for a while. I just I wanted to leverage the time to focus on happiness so that I could bring happiness to others. And I just said to people, the pandemic and onward is about relationships and people coming together. You know, I'm grateful to be on a platform like yours. Obviously, as a podcast host, you're bringing content, valuable content to people and and you're interested in that. You're generally, genuinely interested. And I'm interested in, in developing relationship with you. Like 
you, you know, your son has my book now and, and he's a child that can grow up with all of this. And I look at it like he goes to a school that one day I could come to the school and not too far from me in California. And, and it takes, we all are, are driven for connection, even though the pandemic in a sense created isolation for the world. There's people like you and I and, and many people listening that can understand, you know, how you broke through that to achieve happiness in, in new ways. Yes. So finding, leveraging, leveraging the opportunities that that seem to be stumbling blocks, but are really are hidden opportunities, right? So this podcast was actually born uh, during the pandemic, uh, pandemic while I was in my pajamas pretty much 24-7, right? So, <laughs> so really wanting to get out of the box and seeing how I could you know, help, help business owners out there that were struggling. And now we're in Amazon music and whatnot. But I never thought, I never thought, you know, just like maybe with you and, and creating those characters, you would never think that you would do this, uh, read the world across or something. What is that mission? Oh, that, yeah, uh, read across the world. world yeah, because all I need is, is like Zoom and I could be read anywhere in the, in the world now. And, 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 they learned how to use technology. That was key because I knew how to use Zoom before the pandemic. And even though I would fly to different schools to, to do presentations, I used to think like, well, I could just zoom in, but they didn't know how to do that. So, you know, the world has learned how to use technology, you know, overall. And I was able to bring these puppets to life during the pandemic. And now when I do go to in, in-person presentations and, and I, as soon as I bring them out, even if it's a job, people just get so happy and it's just so cute that again this came from what started as an idea from a unicorn which is not even a real animal <laughs> right that people celebrate technology you you mentioned technology zoom and whatnot so part of the good side is a double-edged sword right <laughs> so the good part is yes you have that innovation you have that learning that that instant uh communication however you and I um, maybe know that there's this effect, adverse effect of social media to kids, yeah. right? So uh, physical, mental, social developments are affected. And on the mental uh, development side, there's the high uh, spike of anxiety, children's depression, suicidal thoughts for parents. What do you think is a good way for us to really just leverage it on the good side and yeah. not have the, 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 the adverse consequence that. That's an excellent question. And I just want to say that all of us need to give ourselves grace as parents and teachers. There's no manual for what to have done with what came about the pandemic. And therefore there's no manual to parenting. We know that. And not any one of us is like a perfect parent. I will say based on feedback I get from teachers nationwide, it, it is very hard times. They, you know, I hear things like it's very sad what's happening now, the after effects since the pandemic, you know, they have to wear masks. They can't see feelings and emotions during while they kids were, you know, at home, you know, they maybe their learning wasn't expanded and and they because they are overusing their technology that they're like zombies in schools. So too much of the technology, you know, may have changed things for kids that where, you know, the days of hugging kids right now, you know, is questionable because again, social distancing. So the after effect is for kids, young kids to understand what, what empathy is, what love is, you know, 
feelings and emotions, which is what you, you know, you can't teach if you don't have a happy child. If you have a depressed child, that child's probably not going to thrive in learning. There's, you know, schools are, are, are mandating social emotional learning. And thankfully, my books are categorized for that. And social emotional is emotions and feelings, happiness and managing them around people. And, and because as we know, we grow up in life and we still need SDL, social emotional learning among our, our peers, our relationships we have in life. It's again, it's part of learning and understanding that we are all different. And we all come from different backgrounds. And there could be kids that come from, you know, broken homes and people had to learn how to live together full time. And, and all these factors were introduced. And it's, it's, I read just about three weeks ago, a teacher showed me this article about the mental health of children being at an all time high. And, and, and it, it said something like the word crisis in that article. And, and my heart goes out to that because children are my audience and, right. and it's, there's going to continue to be, you know, where teachers now have the role of, in a sense, you know, therapists in, in their part of their, their, their teaching. And, and they probably didn't know that that's what they were going to, to do, you know? So yeah. we're all, the world's taking on more feelings and emotions, and we just have to come together to learn, to understand, to provide solutions. And I think that's also where your book would come in. And I think it's part of your mission. And I saw it uh, somewhere in uh, in your profile, you know, helping kids smile, create and believe, right? Mm-hmm. So, so with reading, they say if kids read, they grow up as adults that think, right? <laughs> so, so I think one would be for to reintroduce, to reintroduce reading to kids. Secondly, also, I think, um, Introducing kids to, to hobbies, like, you know, playing the guitar, you know, maybe composing music or, you know, music, arts and all that. So I had to be like an art teacher and I'm not at all in, you know, creative or skillful in that. But during Easter, it was during Easter 2020, you know, that, that it happened. But hey, here are some crayons <laughs> and whatnot. But really kind of thinking outside the box and doing more extra curricular yeah. uh, activities, right? So I think what you do, uh, Lisa, as we know, kids are uh, the future, right? So, yeah. so yeah, I often say, you know, it's important to care about children. They are a future and we were once them. I'm so grateful I didn't know my calling was to work with children like I do now. And I know it's, there's nothing else I want to do because of the influential factors that, that my life work and teaching can now pay for help and give back in so many areas. And the smiles that, that, you know, thanks to my, the team of Unicorn Jazz, and I have to say, I'm just the spokesperson. I, I learned how to speak. I learned how to come on a podcast and these are things I never knew how to do. That is, and that so is I tell awesome. them. That is awesome. You know, so I'm proof. Yeah, I'm proof that like many that you can come from unfortunate circumstances. I grew up poor. All these things I could say. But to me, that's that's just who this, that's what I had. It's not who I am now. So I truly believe that I'm proof that anybody listening, any one of us can change our story and make actionable steps to make it different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We all have an opportunity every day to recreate and reinvent ourselves to the better version that we truly, we truly want. Right. And I think just like you, 
I get a lot of energy being with children. And again, I, I told you about our kindergarten, you know, growing up, I would always spend time there. And now with my nieces and with my eight-year-old, that's where I think I'm alive when I'm with them. So to, to wrap it up, your mission of reading across the world tour. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so my mission until as long as I live on this earth is to be able to, you know, share the storytelling and, and song concepts I do and read across the world wherever there's children, being able to travel. I love to travel. That's another thing I like to do. So I found a way to incorporate what I love and then reaching and connecting with as many children as I can whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, life is kind of taking it both ways right now. I do know that as the pandemic lives, you know, I have a high schooler that's 16. He'll be, I have about two and a half more years that I still need to be here for him. But I know that once he's, you know, on his way to college, that the doors open up for me to really make wherever their children are in the world, my platform to teach and educate and, and what an honor that is, what a privilege it is to, to do that. And, and it just gets me excited because like I said, it's, it's not work. This isn't work to me. It's, it's doing my talent that really started with writing. That's my favorite thing. Maybe your favorite thing really is math. Maybe it's music, but to really do the one thing that you get to do and pour it into all of your areas of life I encourage people to find that passion. Have you considered maybe touring also those um, hospitals like the children's? Oh, yes. I mean, I I do that. I Before the pandemic, I was read story time and songs to the children's hospital. We, a part of Unicorn Jazz mission, help and give back is we collect books from all kinds of people, a nonprofit like Kindy's Libraries, where we get books donated by Disney, HarperCollins, the public, children's authors. They send books because we donate them to children's charities and orphanages, you know, for someone who loves books. it's I'm not just giving away my books. Sometimes I'm getting thousands of books to give away and, and I turn them into story times, into events. I bring musicians in to celebrate, you know, the kids that that could use them, kids in need. And again, I have to I often say we were just at the Bronx in New York a few weeks ago giving away books. I flew down there with my friends, um, Emily and, and Isabella Singer and her mom, Victoria, we had other people come in and and we gave away books thanks to Hindi's libraries and thanks to my unicorn jazz presentations. I often say I was once one of those kids that would have accepted, you know, donation because we were that poor. So to be able to, as an adult, pay it forward and and be able to give, it's it's just priceless. And and I encourage people to always find a way to give back, you know, whatever it is in your life that that you like to help others because we all can give. So for our audience out there and listening to your cause, how do you think, you know, the people out there who's listening right now could, could help with? Yeah. So at unicornjazz.com, you click on, on book donation drives. You can find all of our work. All my stories are on YouTube, either read by me or, or, or professional people. Please visit Amazon TV for our kids show. The thing I do also our first storybook is on there with songs so if some kids just um, see our social media and they could just donate one book, they could, some people like Girl Scouts came over the other day, they all brought books, they helped me package and label the books that we're going to give away this, this coming holiday season. So it's, you can donate one book that's on our Amazon wish list at unicornjazz.com. 
you could send in more books. I never turn away talking to somebody that wants to help and and create relationships that are going to benefit children. Wonderful, wonderful, Lisa. So for those that want to, they it's all in the website. It's all on the website. And then they could just mail it uh, accordingly with, with all that information yeah. there. So that wraps up our show, Lisa. I, I had a great time uh, chatting with you. <laughs> Wishing you continued success. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And for all the dreamers out there, keep believing. You got this. Till next time. <laughs>